0: Traveling towards Earth at roughly 1,120,000 miles per hour, a solar wind. Yes, that solar wind launched from the sun towards the planet Earth is due to strike the Earth today. For those of you listening live, it is the 13th of July, 2021. If you're listening to this after 7:13, 2021 we survived the solar wind that is to strike the planet today. The Earth's magnetic field is supposed to deflect most of the energy from the high-speed stream, perhaps triggering, uh, you know, a display of the aurora at the northern latitudes. While there could be radio communication, satellite and GPS issues, a significant geomagnetic storm is not expected with this solar blast. However, solar flares are these massive explosions on the surface of the sun that release energy, light, and high-speed particles into space, and this one is blasting toward Earth. Now, according to NASA, the biggest flares are known as X-class flares. Now, there are the smallest ones fall under A-class, followed by b C, and M class. The X class that's likely to hit Earth's magnetic field today is this particular one, the X class. So let's keep our fingers crossed and keep our eyes to the northern latitudes for those brilliant auroras that we're supposed to see and hope that our radio communications, satellite and GPS issues don't happen. But if they do, well, you may be listening to Chewing the Fat a little bit later on past the uh, geomagnetic storm. Welcome, (laughs) welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) Yesterday I talked about Virgin Galactic and Richard Branson flying into, you know, little space and is it really space and the fight between Bezos and I know it really isn't a fight but it is and you know Bezos got his you know panties in a wad because Richard went up first and it looked as though he did it on purpose and the world I think believed that he did and then I mentioned about a poll a Gallup poll that talked about how 59.2 percent of Americans say they are thriving and additionally 73 percent of Americans said they experienced enjoyment for a lot of the previous day. And the 73% of Americans that said they experienced enjoyment for a lot of the previous day is the highest rating Gallup has ever recorded on the measure, dating back to when it first was taken more than 13 years ago. And uh, the Gallup poll that, I mean, the ranking of 59.2% of Americans in this Gallup poll that said they are thriving is the highest since the coronavirus pandemic began. And so they're not, we're not back to pre-pandemic levels, but it is climbing. And I was just kind of thinking to myself, you know, I wonder if that has something to do with the space race. And I started thinking about how exciting it is that we're going to space and it's so cool. And then I see a tweet from Elon Musk, who is on trial. We mentioned the trial that he's on, and there's other news that happened during that trial testimony yesterday, and he's supposed to testify again today. But his tweet was, those who attack space maybe don't realize that space represents hope for so many people. And I thought, there it is. I, I, was, you know, I was on that same train of thought. Now, Elon is just taking a beating on the, with the thread from this particular tweet about, uh, billionaires and, uh, space is great, inspiring, awesome. Maybe it's the billionaires seeming so tone deaf to the amount that might be the issue. One, uh, comment was taxing billionaires. 95% represents more hope for many more people. Not really. Uh, Not really, Uh, because when you start taxing the rich by a significant amount more than they're already being taxed, you stop the drive of people to become rich. So in the long run, you're hurting yourself. And the thread continues about feeding people and and, uh, you can give people hope right here on earth by giving them food and shelter and a living wage. Well, Elon does that. Right. I mean, and I know that, uh, you know, Branson uh, at least puts on the show of doing that, and so does Jeff Bezos. And I realize that it's, uh, you know, it's the right thing to do to hate billionaires. I get it. But it is a good thing that we have people who are willing to work hard, create jobs, and create a living wage, and then in turn help feed people around the world and here in the United States. And uh, we know that the United States gives more than any other country in the world, although there are plenty of people out there that want us to give a lot more. But I was thinking that the space race, anyway, back to that, is that the space race is really something that is Making people feel good about this planet because we realize and it's a I know it's a weird kind of thing, but we're feeling good about this planet because we're able to think about getting off of it and going into space and traveling and spreading and spreading humans throughout the solar system. that's just kind of a you know a cool thing and, and i and that's my that's my uh thought on that i just i I believe that the space race. And we know originally from the first time that we, you know, we're going to travel to the moon and we were going to go to space. And then once we did that, it was like, ah, yeah, well now we're sending shuttles up and we're, we've got a, we've got a place where humans go to live that orbit the globe every day, that big deal. But now we have more and more countries traveling to space. We have one of our biggest opposition countries, China, doing uh, more or what appears to be more in space than we are. And that could mean trouble in the long run. So we need to continue and up our space game. So I'm just excited that the space race is going on. And I think that that really helps in the optimism of people here on this planet and in this country. And I think that really does represent Hope for a lot of people, and plus, there's also hope for just the everyday person to go to space. Because I know that it's you know costing a couple hundred thousand or more to hop on the ride with Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos with their you know space rides that they're providing. But Virgin Galactic is offering two free tickets to space in a partnership with a charity fundraising platform, Omaz. Oh my gosh. You mean a charity is helping put people into space and raising money to help other people? Amazing. Uh, they're going to give away tickets on the flight slated to launch in 2022. I know. So Virgin Galactic usually charges $250,000. Now, hopefully that price will go down. We hope uh, and we believe that it will in the future. But the OMAZ sweepstakes is going to support Space for Humanity. It's a non seeking to democratize space and send citizen astronauts of diverse racial, economic, and disciplinary backgrounds to space. Participants can enter for the chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime galactic journey. Two tickets to experience microgravity at the edge of space aboard Virgin Galactic's VSS Unity, the same spacecraft that carried Sir Richard Branson to space and back this past weekend. And uh on Sunday, uh, we know that Branson became the first human to enter space uh, on his own vehicle, in his own vehicle. So to enter to go to space, you just have to go to the uh, website and it claims that uh, the experiment the experience is estimated to take place in early 2022. It, uh, you have until September 1st 2021 to enter a winner will be announced around uh, September 29th. So, okay. I'm not sure why it's going to be around uh, September 29th, but that's when the winter will be the winter will be announced. Now you can support the humanity space for humanity today and enter for your chance to win. If you donate $5, you get 50 entries. If you donate $10, you get a hundred entries. If you donate $25, you get 250 entries. And according to this website, that's the most popular one. The, uh, Donation of $50 gets you 1,000 entries, and the donation of $100 gets you 2,000 entries, and then there's a link to enter without contributing. Now, according to their rules, no purchase, payment, or donation of any kind is necessary to enter or win. A purchase, payment, or donation will not increase the chances of winning. Okay, if you say so. You have one grand prize winner and the winner gets one guest. If you win, you, uh, it, the experience has already began and, or begun and you can enter until, uh, the time ends October 31st, 2021 at eleven fifty nine PM. So good luck. I will definitely tweet out a link to this at Jeffy JFR and I'll put it on, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, Jeff Fisher radio, and I wish you good luck. I hope you win. You don't have to donate any money, but remember that if you win, you get to choose a guest. <clears throat> you get to choose a guest. <clears throat> I don't know if they have, you know, special fat guy seating, on the unity, but <laughs> I mean, we can hope. And perhaps if you were to, you know, choose the correct guest, <clears throat> Uh, you could find out if they have special fat guy seating. I didn't see any special fat guy suits either. I wonder if I get to keep that. It doesn't say anything in the rules if I get the special suit, if I get to keep that, or if I have to turn it back in. or they, it'd be, I may have to, if they give it to me, I would probably get to keep it because, you know, it's a special size. It's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all kind of suit, but I would be all for it, and it would be really cool. So anyway, you got a chance to go to space. But again, that's what helps American optimism. Traveling in space, getting into space, building new horizons. We're building new horizons. Yes, we're building new horizons in space. Can't wait. (laughs) Crews are still hard at work removing over 18 million pounds of concrete from the collapsed site at Surfside Condo Collapse. We now have a total number of victims at 95. There are another 14 people still unaccounted for. So far, 85 of the victims have been identified and 85 next of kin have been notified. They are. They have found the Cassandra Casey Stratton, the lady that was in her unit at the Champlain Tower South when she called her husband early in the morning of the collapse. Uh, remember we talked about uh, that story. Her husband, uh, Mike, and family uh, thanked everyone who prayed for Casey. Remember she called her husband and was speaking to him frantically about the condo building shaking. She told him she saw a sinkhole... Where the pool was, outer window, you know, it used to be, and then the line went dead, and then uh, we have uh, we have now found her and identified her from the rubble. They also said that uh, they've determined that 238 people are accounted for, and as many as, like I said, 14 are potentially unaccounted for. And they're going to up security around the site as of right now. We also have a story from a lady who was in the One Tower. And her story is incredible. Zulia Taub used to live in the Champlain Tower's South Condo in Surfside. And she tells how she survived the collapse. It's just amazing. And she's sitting on a sofa, I guess, with her son, could be her husband, could be a friend, but he's kind of consoling her as she is telling the story. And uh, this is Zulia Taub.
1: It was about 1.30 in the morning, and I, was st- I finished my prayers, and I was starting to read the magazine, which I do every night and uh, i heard a noise and to me was like a thunder
0: yeah i went to
1: the uh, window to see what happened when i opened the balcony window it was a lot of dust then i realized was not raining i closed the door and when i was coming in i heard a tremendous noise and the apartment moved violently so I went to the bedroom, pick up a flashlight. In the way out, I had my purse in the table next to the door, and I just grabbed my purse, and I went out. When I opened the door, all the hallway was full of dust and was nobody there anymore. I went to the corner, because I have a, a neighbor that lives in the corner, uh, but I went there. I realized that she was not there anymore, so then I proceed to the uh, stair way and I went down I heard noises I had people screaming yeah, I and uh, I went downstairs and because I say in the garage I can escape but when I got nope. there was people and the garage was full of water and I walk in the water for a while but all the walls were crumbling down and there was no way to get out then I say I have to keep my calm because if i am not calm i won't be able to get out of here so what i did i went back to the stairs went upstairs to the third floor then i met some of the neighbors wow and uh, i say the best way because when i opened the door i saw that part of the building was Gone. not there anymore yeah. and that was unbe- unbelievable experience
0: <laughs> no kidding
1: then I walk to the balcony, and I say we have to go to the balconies because in, coral in in, in the street in.
0: That's how you get out. be help. Yeah.
1: And right there, where the fire department was coming in, it was rescued, and uh, in a little while we start telling, please, we're here, get us out of here, and, uh, and
0: they did. They came up with, uh, the ladder truck and the basket and up to the balcony there where they were standing and helped her and the other people escape. Just an incredible story. And, you know, just, I'm sure there are plenty more. I don't know that other people actually want to, you know, discuss their, their, uh, their particular horror story on that night, but I'm sure that the Miami Herald will uh, be covering it when they do. Now, the thing is, what we talked about is, what happens now? I mean, where does she live? Where does she go? Everything she had is in this apartment. And I see this weekend where now they just kicked everybody out of another set of towers. Just, and they said, oh, you know what? We've got to evacuate this building. And you've got 15 minutes to retrieve any of your belongings. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a 10-story, 156-unit called Crestview Towers. And we've just decided that, uh, you know, uh, you people have to leave here now. The building isn't safe. We've decided that for you. And you get out, and that's the way it goes. Wait, what? Yeah, that's it. You're gone. North Miami Beach Police Chief told uh, the, uh, the people that they have more than 110 families there. And, uh, between 10 and 4 PM, uh, we're going to escort the uh, 12 ma- 12 families to their apartments and, uh, we're going to help them get whatever they can in 15 minutes and get out of there. Oh, okay. So now what? I mean, I'm just, it's incredible. Uh, what do you do? This one lady talked about how her husband's medication and some clothes she got. And now, you know, that's all they have. She was paying 1600 bucks a month. And she had three bedrooms and a bath and now nothing. So, okay, who pays for all that? And what happens to all the stuff that these people have accumulated? I just am just amazed at this particular predicament that Florida is in and that many places around the country will soon be in. Trust me, uh, that's going to be going on uh all over the country. And it's just uh, an incredible, an incredible set of events that are going to be putting people out of their homes and out of places to live and without all their stuff and who is going to pay for it all and who owes the money for the stuff that they were still paying on. Just amazing. (sighs) Let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need something cold to drink. Desperately... (laughs) So, I see where uh, Scarlett Johansson and her Black Widow raked in uh, 80 million at the domestic box office this past weekend. Still, uh, you know, I guess shy of the expectations, but, you know, she got 80 million, which is, you know, pretty good. Uh, Pandemic box office times still in order, kind of. But the big news, really, was that Disney announced how much they made on the movie. They said that they generated $60 million on Disney+. Now I don't recall them doing that before. So that means they're pretty darn happy with that $60 million. And I would say that that's a little, uh, that's a little nerve wracking for the theaters because we've said all along, on this program anyway, that the theaters are lucky to still be around. And they are. and. You know, do we still enjoy going to the theater? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, but I guess, you know, some people do and I get the big screen and all of that, but I'd rather just watch it in my living room. Really, I'd rather just watch it in my living room. I'd rather sit in my comfortable chair and be able to watch it in my home. And so that's what people are figuring out. You know, we can do that and it's a lot better. Now, they just, you know, the theaters have made those deals with some of the the production houses and good for them. But I don't think that's going to last very long because the new world order has come and good luck, God bless to those movie theaters. They better start making things darn good for people to come. And I'm not talking about charging $100 for popcorn and having a tilt-back chair and having some young teenage girl bring me a pizza and a shake that I ordered. I'm talking about having some kind of deal that brings me into the theater worth my time because I can have my shake and a pizza in my home and watch the movies. So I better get me getting some free popcorn and maybe a uh, buy one get one movie something you know call me we'll work some kind of deal out okay no problem <laughs> uh, good news for netflix too at least for uh michelle and barack obama and their deal because they've uh, they've just got their deal you know with netflix and they have this blackout anthology coming to netflix from uh, the obama's higher ground and temple hill uh man there's a picture here of barack obama and michelle obama and i just oh man seeing them both with that look is just agonizing but netflix has ordered their six-part anthology blackout to be produced by the obama's higher ground banner And Temple here and it's in Temple Hill and the project is designed and it's kind of a cool idea I must say I kind of like it but the story is of black teenagers who find love during a power outage in New York City and each installment will be penned by a different writer and it's going to uh, reveal how they these people get together and hook up or not hook up uh, during a blackout so I, and I, I kind of like the idea. I really do. We have, uh, the one story of, uh, two boys trapped on a subway, come face to face with their feelings, of course, and a pair of best friends stru- stuck in the New York public library, surrounded by love stories, figure out if there's one in their future. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I kinda, I kinda like the, uh, the premise. I like the, I love the premise of it. So we'll see if it comes together and works out also i see where uh the black widow star or at least the you know the co-star and stranger things star david harbour he plays the uh, soviet superhero in the film and he uh believed that uh i don't know that there's anyone who could disagree with social social i can't even say it it makes me so angry i don't know that there's anyone who would disagree with socialist ideology. Oh, wait. Um, What? Yeah, they asked him about how his personal political views dovetails with Red Guardians. That's the name of his anti-Soviet superhero character in the movie. And uh, he said that uh, if you work at Starbucks and you make the coffee, then you should own it. You're the one making the coffee. Is that right, Dave? <laughs> okay. Thanks. Appreciate that. You know, it's funny that the uh, the big star of Hollywood uh, condemns hoarding and greed, and yet his personal net worth is estimated at about $6 million, and he's earned a reported uh, 350000 an episode, for the third season of stranger things and his wife is estimated worth about 20 million dollars so even if she's not worth 20 million and he's not worth 6 million they're still worth millions and boy life is sure a good thing when you're worth millions of dollars right the idea of a kindergarten type society where we share things is my ideal society is it dave As opposed to this world where we're hunting and killing and destroying for our own personal hoarding or our own personal greed. So you've given up everything that you've earned, right, Dave? No? Oh, okay, it's different for you because you're you? Man, that ticks me off. But hey, that's what makes America, right? You have Dean Cain, who is being slammed now because he said that, uh, I love the concept of Captain America, but I'm so tired of this wokeness and anti-Americanism. I believe the pendulum will swing back to openly appreciating American values, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. He was asked about the recent uh, issue uh, of Captain America, which talks about uh, the American dream not being real. Here's the thing. This is what the comic book said. The Here's the thing about the dream, though. A dream isn't real. When we wake up, it goes away. And we're left with this yearning inside, like something was taken from us. Lately, spending my days in this country as the years march by and... I'm starting to think America actually has two dreams and one lie. The first American dream is the one that isn't real. It's the one some people expect us to just be handed to them. And then they get angry when it disappears, when the truth is it never really existed in the first place. This is the white picket fence fallacy that, if we're not careful, becomes nationalism, jingoism. That dream isn't real, it never was. Because that dream doesn't get along nicely with reality. Other cultures, immigrants, the poor, the suffering, people easily come to be seen as different or un-American. The white picket fence becomes a gate to keep others out. We're at our best when we keep no one out. And that's where Dean uh, really slammed it, the Captain America and said that uh, the pendulum was gonna swing back openly where we appreciate American values, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. I hope, Dean Kane, that you are right. But, man, he's taken a beating for even saying that, for even saying that. So we'll see how it goes for Dean and America. Because there's still people knocking down that white picket fence gate that you say is closed. And they're coming here for the American dream because they can still uh, see it. It's still part of their vision. There's people in other countries. Holy cow. Other countries are on fire now for freedom. And we are, you know, we're going the other direction. Just amazing. I know what our president, President Biden, said. That he supports the anti-government protests in Cuba. And he urged Cuban leaders to hear their people. The communist country is facing, uh, you know, an economic crisis that has been fueled by the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, it really was fueled by, I don't know, communism for the last 50 years, but that's okay. I mean, no no problem. Don't worry about it. It's been longer than that, Jeff. Okay, no problem. You tell me uh, when it happened. I mean, thousands of Cubans took to the streets protesting the high prices, food, medicine shortages, government's mishandling of the pandemic, but uh, the Cuban president is saying, that's ah, the U.S.'s fault. Uh, that's the, the, Oh, really? Yeah, it's your fault on the sanctions and we can't get that stuff. Oh, okay, it's not your poor handling of the government and the people? No. Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, the police are now patrolling the Capitol, uh, you know, just to shut the protesters up, and uh, many have been detained and probably shot and killed. But that's just Cuba. <laughs> Nothing else is happening around the world. Well, maybe there is a few things going on around the world other than just Cuba. We have, uh, South Africa. Uh, they've been deploying the army to contain the unrest and now that's over the arrest of a former president. So we'll see how that fares out. We have, uh, the UN human rights chief said the, uh, they released a report saying that all countries need to fight systemic racism. Really? Yeah. Um... Look, it found at least 190 black people have died at the hands of law enforcement in the past decade, mostly in the US, and that racism is still a universal problem. Now the UN says it needs to be addressed ASAP and suggests things like reparations, restitution, apologies, memorialization, and guarantees that black citizens will no longer face injustice because of the color of their skin. That's just it, though. Now, we do have a little uh, racial uh, thing going on in United Kingdom after their soccer match, and they lost. And apparently some of the uh, penalty kicks were missed by players who were black. And so now people took off after them, which is, you know, these offensive and racist comments, which is just ridiculous. Twitter removed a 1,000 posts. And permanently suspended several accounts. Facebook is deleting uh, all kinds of uh, posts. Vandals defaced one of the murals of one of the black players. It's just agonizing. So I know the sport has, uh, you know, reportedly been uh, uh, racist and sexist over the years. But uh, you know, in this story, it talks about the national soccer team didn't have a black player until 1978 okay well 1978 was how long ago and the united states was well past that by 1978. so anyway there's just some uh you know some stuff going on there and let's not forget about haiti uh you know they had their uh leader i don't know assassinated now they arrested a haitian doctor christian emmanuel Sanon, in connection with the assassination They claim they've arrested 18 Colombians and three Haitian Americans. Among them was this doctor who was living in Florida, and he uh, has accused the Haitian leaders of corruption. Well, no kidding. And he apparently hired a private security firm to recruit the gunmen and reportedly had plans to take over as Haiti's president. The police are still looking into five suspects, and the U.S. is analyzing whether to send U.S. troops to help the country. Yeah, that'd be great. And some of the suspects in the assassination told police, oh, we were planning on arresting him, not killing him. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. I believe that. Of many of our rich leaders, I know we had the uh, the Big Sun Valley Conference that ended this past weekend, hosted by the private investment bank Allen and Company, and I know that it was uh, postponed or canceled last year, but it's been ongoing since 1983, and. All the rich guys show up and they listen to each other and, you know, glad hand each other. And of course we get the, uh, Bill Gates speech on climate, uh, you know, his climate change and they all fly in on their Gulf streams. (laughs) So, you know, we get to listen to Bill Gates, tell us how horrible the earth is going to be, and we're all going to die from climate change, but I got to get out to the airport because, uh, the planes are backed up. There's only, uh, you know, a few hundred of the, uh, of the private planes waiting. In fact, there were so many planes coming to Sun Valley, Idaho for this conference that the FAA told uh, Fox news that it had briefly held up planes on the ground at their departure airports because there was so much congestion in the airspace around Sun Valley. So, hey, that climate change thing, though, it's a big deal, right? The hypocrisy is just incredible. And they they all have it. They all, you know, let's not forget about uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who received an environmental award from the United Kingdom-based charity Population Matters. Because Harry and Meghan said, Oh, two children, Max, that's it. And this is this was their enlightened decision. Yeah, they're really helping the earth and the planet with their enlightened decision of only two children. Never mind that uh, you know, that eighteen thousand square foot house you live in <laughs> you know, that flying uh, across the ocean couple of times, at least a couple of times a year in the private jet and the, uh, you know, the house with the library and the gym and the wet and dry saunas and the game room and the theater and the arcade. I'm sure that your carbon footprint is fine. Don't worry about it because you've only got two children because it was such an enlightened decision. The hypocrisy is just incredible, especially since this was going on and all their private jets flying around the air and out West, I don't know where they were at, uh, is dealing with the huge heat wave, California's death Valley, 130 degrees this past weekend, Saturday, Las Vegas hit 117 degrees, as did St. George, Utah. Uh, uh, All-time highs. 30 million people are under excessive heat alerts, including Arizona, Utah, Oregon, and Idaho. Oh my gosh, that's where they were at. And uh, then wildfires in the West continue to rage in the region. We've got 80,000 acres already burned. Strong winds are driving the flames and dozens of buildings have already been destroyed. Evacuations are ongoing in California, Nevada, and Oregon. Uh, We've already lost two firefighters uh, in Arizona. And we know that Lake Mead is, well, I mean, it isn't almost dry, but it sure sounds like it's almost dry. And yet they say that it's not. I mean, you can see... The water line, on, uh, and it does not look good, man. And you can quote me on that. It does not look good. Whether at their lowest point ever since they built the dam, the Hoover Dam. Okay, uh, this decline is incredible. All right, uh, it dipped past one thousand seventy-one point six feet, a record set in two thousand sixteen. But they believed that then they had inflows to push the water levels back up, but right now they're saying that the watershed is so parched and depleted that uh meat is predicted to continue dropping into twenty twenty three Wow, right now it's thirty six percent full capacity thirty six percent of full capacity um, that's not good again, you can quote me on that. And according to officials, they are saying that uh, major cuts in water allotment for Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico need to happen now. They're saying that uh, it's urgency on all fronts. Doing business as usual need to be over, and we need to accelerate everything we can to use less water. But there's just that. So, don't worry about it. You know what they're worried about in Minnesota? They're worried about huge goldfish taking over. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to a restaurant in Florida, and there was a you know a little pond around the entire restaurant, and you'd stand on a dock and wait to get in, or when you were done with dinner, you'd stand on the dock and you know smoke your cigarette and relax because you were so full. But in the pond were these giant goldfish. And they were huge. And you're thinking, wow, I wonder if those actually started in, you know, the little fish bowl at home. Well, according to this, people who brought their little goldfish to to their little goldfish bowl at home and then got rid of it, dumped it in the lake. And now uh, they're eating everything and they're just, we don't like it. They don't want people to release your goldfish into ponds and lakes. Okay? Get over it. Don't do it. They're bad for the lakes. They grow bigger, and they contribute to poor water quality, and they muck up the bottom sediments, and they uproot plants, and then the whole thing goes to hell. And that's why we now have football-sized goldfish swimming in these lakes in Minnesota and probably all over the country. So... Don't be throwing your goldfish in the lakes, okay? That's bad for the lakes. Okay? <laughs> okay, then. Okay, one more, one more story uh, before I get out of here that is just amazing to me. And I keep saying these stories are amazing and they shouldn't be because it's 2021. But two families are suing Universal Studios after claiming a character at the resort made a racist hand gesture while posing for photos with their daughters. Really? Yeah, the lawsuit alleges that an actor dressed as Gru from Despicable Me flashed the OK symbol while taking photos with the girls who were five and six years old when the photos were taken. The OK Hand gesture, while typically innocuous, is used by some individuals as a symbol for white power. This, according to the anti-defamation league I have never heard of that Now I know that we are hearing it on social media and we're hearing about it here, and we've hear- been hearing about it for the last couple of years, maybe 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 the last year or so I have never heard Heard that in my life. Now, maybe I'm not on the inside of the white supremacy world, but I never have heard that. Now, according to the families that are suing Universal Orlando, these are separate incidents during which the actor playing the character made the racist hand gesture while posing for photos and video with biracial children. So I guess, you know, if you, if everyone who has a picture with Gru that isn't a biracial kid and Gru is post putting the okay symbol up, then it isn't. I don't know. We'll see. They attended the breakfast at Universal's Royal Pacific Resort. It's a special thing. She ran into the character took the photo and a video with him, and while just uh, taking the photo, the character placed his hand on the shoulder of the girl while making the OK symbol. A photo provided by the family <laughs> showed this. Now, the family claimed the character made the gesture for an extended period of time. He put his hand on her as if he was just doing it regularly. And as I was looking at the camera, he started to put the universal white supremacist hate sign on her shoulder. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, the girl's mother said we just wanted to take them to see the minions and do something special for our family. And this person, this person ruined that special warm feeling. (laughs) The lawsuit then claimed the girl attempted to use the photo she took with the girl character as a school project, but was humiliated when she was told she could not use the photo because of the okay gesture flashed by the character. I, that I almost believe. I, I almost believe that is true. Although it wouldn't surprise me that it was the parents who told her she couldn't use the picture ...for the report because of the okay gesture, not the school. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that it was the school who did something that dumb. Now, the other girl apparently had a similar experience. And it happened uh, in February of 2019... ...when the okay symbol was flashed in a photo. <laughs> now, Universal said the actor who dressed as Gru was fired in October of 2019... Did not disclose the name of the employee. Good. The OK hand gesture in most contexts is entirely innocuous and harmless, according to the ADL. Then what's your point? The source of its alleged offensiveness in some cases is a result of a hoax perpetrated by 4chan members that hoped that the media and liberals would overreact by condemning a common image as white supremacist. Uh, It seemed to work, if that's true. Now, according to this, they've abandoned the ironic or satiric intent behind the original trolling campaign, and now they're using the symbols as a sincere expression of white supremacy. Are they? Okay, are they? Now, the thing is, the families want more than... Now, I would say that... How much would you ask? If you were were a family, and this was this horrific to you and your children and your family... How much would you ask Universal for in your lawsuit? Me, I'm looking for at least a hundred grand, at least a hundred grand, because Universal isn't going to pay you the hundred grand. They're going to come back to you and say, here's 50,000, uh, zip it, have a nice day. Uh, You know, that's what you're kind of hoping for. I'm sure that's what the attorneys are hoping for. Let's settle this thing, get our cut, and get out. But according to this story, the families want more than $30,000 in damages because of mental anguish, loss of dignity, humiliation, embarrassment, and other kinds of emotional damages their daughters allegedly went through because of the photos. Oh, okay. So it was so horrific that it's only going to take $30,000 to make you feel better. Come on now. I, for that whole thing, this whole thing is just an unbelievable joke. It's not a joke to those kids, Jeff. Okay? <laughs>